Every Sunday at Northwest Church of the Nazarene in Columbus, Ohio, our congregation is challenged to grow spiritually. This podcast shares the sermons, insights, and messages that encourage our congregation to mature spiritually. Today we're going to be talking about the parable of the sower. A well-known parable, but it's one that uh, will have a very interesting and powerful message for us today. Uh, the word parable comes from paraboli, which para in Greek means um, beside or, or against, and, and bolo is to throw. So it's, some, it's something that we throw against the truth, something that proves the truth, something that go alongside with the truth. So it's like a, an illustration, it's just like a confirmation, something that helps to explain. And we're going to look into a story that Jesus told to a culture that was very uh, used to and very well known to uh, understand and, and know very much about the sowing, the reaping, the cultivating, and the agriculture of the time. So everyone was very much aware on how plants grew and what was necessary to grow. And today, as we look into this passage, we're going to see and look into uh, the power of the seed. Um, I read not too long ago that they have found in a pyramid about 3,000-year-old seed that they found uh, in one of the pyramids um, that was uh, there for over 3,000 years. And every scientist that looked into it had the same thought as we probably would if we found a 3,000-year-old seed. And the thought was, what happened if we plant it? So they took it to a lab and prepared it and, and let it germinate and found out it was a date uh, palm uh, tree. It's a date tree, a date palm. And they saw it growing and growing and growing. And then 10 years later, it started having dates. And they did the DNA uh, testing and they said it's very similar for some of the date palms that we still have today. But a 3,000-year-old seed grew to become a palm tree 3,000 years after it existed. In other words, a seed is something that can have life, and the life is not separate from the time. When it's time to grow, a seed will grow. Uh, Russians found a 30,000-year-old seed, and they planted, and, and it was a, a flower from Siberia. But when we think about a seed, we don't always think about something that we put aside. We always think about something that grows. And that's what Jesus said. So if you'd stand with me as we read the word of the Lord today and look into this parable, the parable of the sower. So Matthew chapter 13, we're going to read verses 1 to 9 and then jump into verses 18 to 23. And thus say the word of the Lord. The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake, such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. 
It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. Now we skip into verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears a message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rock, rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, the last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the world, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Father, we thank you for this word. We pray that you speak to us through it. And may we receive your word with an open heart and with a receiving mind that our soil may be fruitful, that our lives may be fruitful and bring glory and honor to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We find in this passage a story that many of us probably heard before, and it's about a sower who comes in and and sows seeds everywhere. Now, if those of you who are very familiar with farming... And those of you who are not familiar with farming, the first question that we will have is this. If only the good soil produces fruit and produces a good crop, why did the sower just throw the seed everywhere? They got into the rocks and got into the, the, the thorny um, um, plants or the weeds, and, and then only a few got into the good soil. Why would someone just do that? Have no respect, no understanding, and unashamedly just throw the seed at every soil. Jesus is talking about himself. He's talking about God. And how God is giving the word, is giving his love, is giving himself to everyone regardless if they're going to receive him or not. This is not about God only be there for those who have a good soil. Is God's going to be there for those that are broken, those that are in the rocks, those that are, that are in the thorns, those that, that are, are in an open field, in the path, and the birds will take it away. It's God is there for everyone. But the question is, those that receive... They may receive it, but it's not just having the, toil, the, the soil ready. It's having the word, the seed received. So the first thing that we see is that seeds are intended to grow. 
Now Jesus explains that this is the word of God. The word of God is the seed. And the seed is the one that's going to lead the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is not done through his efforts or done through any other method that we would like to do. He said he came and he came so we would know him. We are the ones that have built the kingdom. We are the ones that together lead others to know the word of God. We are the ones that share that word. We are the ones that embrace the word of God and let others know about it. We are the ones that even though we have received the seed, we do produce seeds for others. We are the ones that are receiving the seed. So many times we receive the seed and we're excited, but then something happens. We're excited and it's like, oh, it's so good. But then there's going to be times, and I, and, and I have to tell this to the teens, there's going to be times that your faith is going to be shaken, that you're going to face loss. And we just heard the teens talking about loss. And you face loss. You face a tragedy. You, you face things that distract you. You face situations that may lead you to think that, you know what, that was just an emotional experience, but I'm not even sure anymore. And you begin to have doubt. There's going to be things that the world is going to throw at you. They're going to challenge your faith. And this is what Jesus was saying. There's going to be thorns. There's going to be rocks. There's going to be soils and birds and the things that will take away from what God is trying to do. But the only way for us to grow is to have the soil. We make a decision what kind of soil do we want to be. So Soil is something that Jesus is speaking about, and there is significance in soil. A preacher one time was talking about soil and, uh, and how all the nutrients and all the things are in soil that can nourish not only plants but animals. So he had an illustration and decided to have four different worms with four jars. In one jar, he had chocolate syrup. I hear we have enough chocolate syrup, so I probably could even do that illustration here. Uh, one jar was chocolate syrup, and the next jar, he had some alcohol beverage. And the next jar he had a jar full of smoke and a third jar he had soil. Then he had four different worms and he put a worm on each jar. And he preached and at the end he took out the worm from the chocolate syrup and was coated in chocolate syrup but dead. The next one was a worm that was still dead with alcohol. And the third one couldn't survive the smoke. And he picked up the fourth worm and he was alive. And, and he said, see, the worm on the dirt is alive. So what did you, turning to the congregation, learn from this illustration? And someone in the back raised their hand and said, Preacher, if you eat a lot of chocolate, if you have a lot of alcohol and you smoke, you will not have worms. Soil is important. But the things that are not important, not always is what we need, but many times we want those things that are not important. And soil and the way we receive the word of God is important. And we see in this passage that Jesus did something very different from most parables. He usually just tells the parable, like the parable of the Good Samaritan, to ask a question, who is the neighbor? 
But this one, he explained item per item what this parable means. And he asked the questions, what kind of soil are you? And we have a question today, what kind of soil am I? Am I the, the soil that years uh, and then I hear with my ear but not with my heart? That the birds can come because any kind of doubt, I know it. I'm just not, not really internalized it. I love it when the teens share with us that they made a decision in their life of what they want to do for God uh, now that they spend their time away. So we don't want to hear with our ears, we want to hear with our heart. And then we believe, but then when trouble comes, you know, and the doubt comes in, they fall away. And that's the rocks. And that's when the seed falls in the rocks. It has no roots, so, so it just cannot survive. And then there's those that receive, but then allow the thorns of our lives, you know, the desire for money, the desire for success, the desire for a, a lot of things dictate and lead us to what we want to do. And then there is those that are willing to receive and willing to let it grow and grow in our lives. So today, we have that question. What is the kind of soil that my life is in? How am I receiving God's word? So what are we to do? Well, we have to open our hearts. You know, the sower throws to all kind of soil. Because during that time, the sower would sow knowing that he would come back with a tiller. Knowing that he would come back and prepare the soil. Knowing that he would come back and make sure that the seed would be well taken care of. But many times, we just want to, you know, just go forward rather than waiting for God to prepare us to really grow. Waiting for others to till our lives, to prepare our lives, to give us the nutrients we need to help us. If weeds and, worn, uh, if weeds and thorns are under control, then we're able to grow because they will not take all the nutrients. And Jesus talks about the mysteries of the kingdom that have been revealed to us. We decide on how we're going to receive God's word. So we have to allow God's word to grow and then give it enough time and harvest. But we also have to be aware of surroundings. Be aware of what you're surrounding with. Because many times in our Christian life, if we're surrounded with the wrong people, if we surround ourselves with the wrong situations or with the wrong desires or the wrong dreams, we can put more focus on those things than we do with our spiritual life. So be careful what you're surrounded with. Sam and Jeb were in Wyoming, and the state of Wyoming was having a problem with timber wolves, and they made a, um, an advertisement, and they made a, a, a plan in which if you have brought a live timber wolf, you would receive $5,000. So Sam and Jeb read that and said, well, let's go find us some timber wolves. And they went into the mountains looking for timber wolves, and for three days they could not find one single timber wolf. 
and they were tired, and at night they decided to just camp and, and then just had a little bit of a cot, and, and they were sleeping this beautiful summer night, and they fell asleep when Sam woke up and heard a noise. And he looked up and he saw about 50 timber wolves running. And he wakes up, Jeb, 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 look at this. Jeb wakes up and says, what's going on, Sam? And he looked and they're surrounded by timber wolves. He said, Jeb, do you see this? We're rich. When we are surrounded by the things that are wanting to kill us, but we are just looking at those as, oh, they'll be good things. That's when our spiritual life starts to be atrophiated. You know that word, to be, and it becomes claustrophobic with all the stuff that's surrounding it and cannot grow. So that's why the good soil is so important. So we have the nutrients. And what is the good soil? The good soil is not just for us to have open heart. It's for us to have a family that can support us, can be there for us. A family that we can call and say, hey, can you pray with me? It's to have a church that, that embraces you, that you can worship and lift your hearts. It's having a place where, where you can be yourself. It's having, it's having the word of God each week, not only in church, but also at home with our time with God. It is so important that we make our heart a good soil for God's word to grow. And we have to recognize the need to be aware of our heart and recognize what kind of heart we have. So we keep our eyes open and ask God to show himself, to allow our heart to be filled. So I have a challenge for you this week, and that is to share the word. Many times we just think that, that we are called to just go to, to the rooftops. But to share the word means that we have to share something we already have. I don't want you to share something you don't have. I don't want you to give a pseudo-God that you have heard about. If you are passionate about God, let passionate, and I love their shirts, overflow. Let the passion about God be the driving, it will be the, the driving force that you have to share God with others, to share the seed with others. So share the word from the overflow of your heart. Share what you have and give God the place to sow, to grow to water, and to make it grow. He just said for us to go and share. And however they receive is not our responsibility. But we have to share as we have received. I'd like to ask the worship team to come forward as we conclude with a song. But I don't know where you are on your journey with God. I do know that when we look into how God has called us, he has a word that he has brought for your heart today. That word may be uh, something that is very important for you.
But if you right now have doubts that you're not allowing that word to grow, if you have things that are more important, if you have situations in your life where you are finding yourself uh, still dealing with loss, still dealing with tragedy, still dealing with issues, today is the day that you say, Lord, I, I, I want you to fill me I want you to take care of me. I want you to transform me that I may be who you want me to be and that I may bring fruit and I bring seeds to others. So let us pray. Father, we thank you for the joy we have of your movement, of your touch and the seed you have planted in our lives. We pray, Father, that as we receive it, it will grow. So, Father, today we pray that you would bless us as we receive your word today and as we go uh, with intention to be present with you. So be with us, Father. We ask these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Would you stand with us as we conclude with a song, our service? As it is known in our community, Northwest Church is committed to discovering and engaging in a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ, with inspired worship and intentional ministry. People from all walks of life are welcomed and received as family members. Our family is diverse, multicultural, and although not perfect, in love with Jesus. Join us online at nwnaz.org or by visiting us in Columbus, Ohio. May God bless you 